Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Slightly favours the right footer here, but Griffiths, having got the goal, goes again. Welcome to the Hamden Roar with me, Andy Barge. It's now been nearly a week since Alex McLeish and his backroom staff were sacked, and if reports are to be believed, a shortlist is being prepared by the SFA hierarchy this week. There's only around six weeks until our next double header, so will we see an interim boss or a duo, or a permanent manager appointed before then? With me today is Ben Ramage as we cast our eyes over the potential candidates and who might be in the running. But before we do that, I'd like to quickly pay tribute to former Scotland captain Billy McNeil, who sadly died last night. An iconic figure in Scottish football and the first British man, no less, to lift the European Cup as part of that all-conquering Celtic team. His first appearance as Scotland captain, incidentally, was a 1-0 win over England at Hamden. That was the first of 29 caps for McNeil and in front of 130,000 people. But significantly more people than that will be mourning his death today. So, Billy McNeil... Rest in peace. Ben, moving on to the football. You've had around six days now to digest the news of McLeish's sacking. How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, d- I'm delighted. I know it's. I know you maybe shouldn't be delighted when you hear someone's lost their job, but I think everyone could see that it was the right decision. They didn't take too long. I thought they were going to let, let it stew, maybe leave it until June, but I think it's good that they've taken decisive action. They've decided, and now, you know, we can get on with getting the right person in, which is huge, obviously, given the the playoff chance that we have. Six weeks enough for that? I think so. Yeah. You know, how how long does it take to <laughs> decide who you want and you know go and ask them? Well, um, you you would like to think they've probably drawn up, or as I mentioned in the intro, they've got a list of mm-hmm. candidates. But I think they must have people in the back of their mind, the board, mm-hmm. and the chief executive Maxwell, if they're going to make this decision. Well, this is the this is the biggest decision that they really have. You know, it seems to happen every two or three years, but you know, it'd be nice to not have to do it so often. But yeah, surely as soon as there was a chance that McLeish was going, they would be thinking, "Well, who do we want to come in?" You know, that's just good planning. You know, you should you should be drawing that up. Um, I I think they have. If reports are to be believed, as you say. Um, so yeah. So now let's uh, let's see see who wants it and who we want. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's have a run through of the candidates. Then it's. 
it's the usual suspects largely um, the, the strictly Scottish ones that have been mentioned and that are touted on this shortlist are Steve Clark, Derek McInnes, David Moyes and then Jack Ross a surprise one there in my book um, and then Scott Gemmell and Malky Mackay are also in the running allegedly perhaps with a view to taking on the Cyprus and Belgium games as a, an interim duo and giving the SFA a bit more time to identify long term who they would like at the hill I, I, on the interim part I really don't understand why I could understand that if the next game was in a month but I think there's, there is enough time to go through the interview process um, if a manager had said like, say if you take Steve Clark, he wants to see the season out with Kilmarnock which is obviously understandable and he wants his total focus on that then I wouldn't mind the interim being if it was agreed that he was going to take the job, but I don't like the idea that we have the interim for another six weeks and don't do anything else and then start the process again okay. from the from the next two games. You know, I think if there's if there's going to be somebody who's currently employed from this shortlist that has appeared in a couple of the papers today, Steve Clark, Derek McInnes, and Jack Ross, if they are agreed to come on board, surely they would want to tackle it head on as soon as they can rather than give the responsibility to somebody else such as Gemmo and or Malky Mackay for the Cyprus and Belgium games knowing yeah. that they've got then they've then got to pick up the flak should it go wrong going forward mm-hmm. I, it is an interesting one I think given the amount of time that they've been at Kilmarnock and Aberdeen they would I can't see them leaving now that the split's happened you know there's, there's only a few more games to go no no what, what I mean is if the season ends I think it's the 18th and 19th of May that's still two and a half weeks I think until the the next game in fact longer than that three weeks until the next game mm-hmm. so they could go into their new role mm-hmm. off the back of the end of the season rather than taking a two week holiday mm-hmm. and allowing the interim to to do their job you'd basically. certainly hope that if they were that passionate about the role and taking the role on and leading Scotland to a major tournament that they could forgo the holiday and get straight stuck into it because there'll be a gap after these two games anyway. Um, you would hope that they would be passionate enough that they would be saying, right, no, I I'm, I'm can't wait to get started. And the, the boys you mentioned, I think, are that type of character, which is the exact type of character we need. Um, so, yeah, you'd hope that they would be able to get started straight away. Well, let's hope that... Well, I think if there is this meeting to discuss candidates this week, they are at least putting... They're pressing turbo a wee bit on this, like mm-hmm. rather than letting it fester until after the Cyprus and Belgium games, which is the right thing to do. And as you said earlier, you agree with me on that one. It's a welcome change as well because you know the SFA historically hasn't been brilliant at getting things moving. Mm-hmm. You know they seem to be quite happy to just let things play out. Um, whereas this, whether it is Maxwell coming in, it just there just seems to be a bit more urgency when something's going wrong to fix it and to change. So. You know, fingers crossed this is the uh, the new way that it's going. Let's discuss the men on the list then, or the alleged list. Mm-hmm. Who have you got as your number one? It's still Steve Clark. I think we spoke about it last uh, time out. I think he's got... He's just done such a fantastic job with Kilmarnock, um, taking them from relegation battlers to challenging for Europe. Um his experience, it's just vast experience, assistant at so many big clubs in England, Newcastle, Chelsea, West Ham, Liverpool, he's managed West Brom. 
that's pedigree. You know, he has he has worked with fantastic players and other coaches, worked under brilliant managers. There's not many Scottish candidates that have that level of experience and are his age and are currently managing and currently doing a brilliant job. You know, we've recently gone for managers that have have had good jobs and have done well years ago. You look at McLeish at Birmingham, mm-hmm. that was years ago. I would really like us to hire someone that is doing well now and is being rewarded for that with a bigger job. And I, I would hope, no disrespect to Kilmarnock, but Scotland would be a bigger job than Kilmarnock. He's maybe done all he can with Kilmarnock, and I think this would be... He's talked about wanting to step... Um, that there might be a step at the end of this season. Um, let's talk about him having his family in London. You know, maybe this would suit him better. He could actually live in London as the mm-hmm. Scotland manager. You know, he wouldn't have to be based in Scotland. Um, yeah, I think he ticks so many boxes that he's the outstanding candidate for me. Interestingly, about Steve Clark, he had the opportunity last week. It was maybe Friday or Saturday, just pre- uh, prior to the Aberdeen League game. He was obviously pressed on it at the mm-hmm. conference, and he had the opportunity to deny his interest or say mm-hmm. that it didn't appeal to him, etc. He didn't do that. Yeah. He, he, said, he said that at some point, it's an ambition of his to be the Scotland manager. He wouldn't put a time scale on it, understandably. Kelly have got a lot to play for. He doesn't want to exactly. go uh, begging for the job or yeah. anything like that. But I think it's clear to see from his answers last week that if the SFA were to approach Steve Clark, he certainly would think about it. I don't mm. think he would swat them away instantly. Well, you could tell from his answers in that press conference that it is something that he's interested in and passionate about, which is a massive uh, bonus for me. Because you, you don't know until you've asked. Um, All they can do is say no. Uh-huh. But he definitely kept his options open mm-hmm. there. Um, he wasn't saying come and get me, but it was definitely, you know, I would consider yeah. it. Um, if they put maybe a good enough deal together, if they, you know, they say the right things, they... I think he would need a degree of autonomy to, to change things, to run it how he wants, which he might not get the assurances about. But the, the signs from Maxwell have maybe been that, it, that things are going to change. Mm-hmm. It'll be a little bit less old-fashioned as it maybe has been. So maybe Clark could be the right person to come in at the right time you know, to change that. You've seen how well he's worked with that group of players at Kilmarnock. I know he won't get them every day like he does, um, but he's brought them on and he's made them play above themselves which for me is the number one requisite for a Scottish manager for the for the national team you have to get you're never going to have a team of 11 superstars so you have to get players to play above themselves mm-hmm. and you know that that he could be it as well as oh, Steve Clark is a, a coach he said that he feels at home on the, the training pitch okay which is I'm sure a lot of managers do and Steve Clark's clearly very good at it but on top of that just being a good coach He's certainly a very good man-manager and a motivator. I think he's got a presence. I know a few of the boys at Kelly. And he's got a presence that when he walks into a room, mm-hmm. people pay attention and listen. It's mm-hmm. not. He's certainly not a manager that the players could walk all over mm-hmm. or um, reduce his authority. Um, he's, he's a box ticker, I think mm-hmm. is the way you described it a minute ago. Mm-hmm. He certainly is a, a box ticker for the Scotland job. I just wonder if now is the time for Steve Clark from his own point of view. Yeah. My worry is that he's just a wee bit too young. I think he maybe thinks that he can go back to the Premier League. He's maybe he said I think he said himself he's got unfinished business there mm-hmm. if the right club came along. I'm not sure if the right club is actually there at the moment, you know. Well, if, Fulham seem to be 
keen on Scott Parker, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, he might not even leave Kelly this mm-hmm. summer. He might remain under contract. He's under contract until next uh, next summer at Kelly. Kelly might end up getting European football, which would be another string to his bow. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I think that if, as we said, if the SFA do make the move, I think he would be quite attracted to it, given his answers last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a, you know, as we've said before, as a passionate Scott. To be the man that takes the country back to a major tournament, which there is a fantastic chance this time with the playoff against a team ranked at a similar level. You know, the last few have been Holland and England. You know, this is a team at our level, like our level. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a this is a golden opportunity, and to give you know, he would only have to set aside maybe a year or two of his career to potentially to do that. You know, for me. That would be a gamble I would take, but I'm obviously not him. It's his decision. Um, and the, the right package has to be put in front of him as well, which is my other fear, is the SFA actually putting money forward for him. You know, I, the, the, thing, the thing this time, though, and we'll come on to it with Slavin Bilic as well, is that the pay for the Scotland manager, obviously, in relative terms, is brilliant mm-hmm. salary. Mm-hmm. In football terms, you can earn much more mm-hmm. elsewhere. But... There's an opportunity here, one to be a hero forever mm-hmm. in Scotland, mm-hmm. and also a massive bonus. The SFA can offer, I'm sure, a huge bonus should mm-hmm. Euro 2020 qualification be mm-hmm. achieved. Yeah. So the That's salary the is the half stick. a million, isn't it? Roughly mm-hmm. half a million. If you qualify to the for the Euros, we'll round that up to mm-hmm. two million, a million I, and a half bonus, or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. that that alone is. If, if money is the incentive for anyone mm-hmm. good enough exactly and people are saying that um, Slavon Bilic would be too expensive but he is currently unattached so that obviously makes it a lot easier mm-hmm. and also if you're on no wage well yeah. a wage is better than no wage <laughs> and as you say with a bonus that could be achieved within a year mm-hmm. you know there's plenty of incentive there um, well Bilic is number two on your preference list isn't he so he is, talk yeah. me through that one well I think his experience with Croatia because it is totally different obviously managing the national to the to a club team and so Bilic at least has the experience on an international stage of having a group of players once every six weeks eight weeks um, and keeping them working he led Croatia to the last eight uh, at Euro 2008 and that is a country with a population less than Scotland (laughs) so there's no excuse about are the countries smaller you know, it, it doesn't. It's not an argument. Um, you look at some of the teams that qualified for Euro 2016 as well. You know, size isn't the issue here. Albania were there. Aye, exactly. We've just stumped them. Exactly. <laughs> so, I think Bilic has a bit of pedigree about him, and he's also. I like his passion. He's quite a passionate character, mm-hmm. and I think the Tartan Army could actually rally around someone like that. The fact that he hasn't got any link to a club in Scotland as well. I quite like that idea yeah. that there's no oh well he used to manage X or Y mm-hmm. you know he's coming um, from having managed West Ham I thought he did an okay job at West Ham mm-hmm. it's very difficult to manage in the Premier League um, I think he's proven himself at international level enough to potentially rally the fans and this team and get them through that playoff which is the ultimate aim at mm-hmm. the moment we're not aiming to win it we're just aiming to get there yeah. and I think he would he would give us a very good chance? Fancy his chances as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he. I think he's. he has spoken about it. I think his agent has said that he'd be interested. I don't think he's going to be chasing the SFA. I think we would have to go after him. But as we said, he's out of work, you know. But as, as, and also, why Why would we not make that move? Mm. All, all Slavin Bilic or his representative, representative can do is turn around and say, thanks but no thanks. Exactly. I've got my eye on something else. Mm. Just be bold enough mm. and... It's like asking out a, a girl. <laughs> all, they, all they can do is just say, no thanks, oh, okay, we'll move on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's no reason to be frightened of Slavin Bilic. And, and, and another thing that attracts me to the prospect of having him as manager is quite box office. I think he'd be quite an exciting appointment, mm. whereas yeah. McInnes Moyes or somebody else, I'm not sure about Clark in this category, maybe, they don't. I don't think they would bring the same excitement, excitement exactly. to the job. For me, I think it would be a chance to get everyone back on side. Mm-hmm. I think there's been, I think we went down an, a more old-fashioned road with McLeish with the last appointment. I think we need to get back, and I think, as you said, Bilic is a bit box office. I think he will, he'll come out with good quotes, mm-hmm. which is obviously great for us journalists. <laughs> but I think the, I think the fans would really take to him because he would make Scotland like his adopted nation. It seems like quite a, a relatable person, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. yeah, down to earth, you know, passionate. I think he, he fits the profile. I know he's not Scottish and there's always an argument about having a Scottish manager, but if he was the one to get us to a major tournament, you know, mm-hmm. we'd probably adopt him anyway. Um, <laughs> I think it's been long enough now that we can probably go and try it again, a foreign manager. Mm-hmm. Volts gets a hard time. But most of the players I interview for this podcast say that he was unfairly treated from mm-hmm. the fans and the media. And after all, he was the last one to take us to a playoff and we beat Holland mm-hmm. in one of the legs and then mm-hmm. their class showed in the second leg. So that's approaching 20 years now, isn't it? It was 2003 mm-hmm. when he left, so 16, 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. I think we can probably say that slate has been well and truly wiped clean and try again if the right opportunity, eh, sorry, the right man is there. I really don't see the argument against it. I don't see, you know, they say it has to be a Scottish manager, but we haven't qualified since, <laughs> you know, the current Scottish managers aren't working, you know, so how could you argue that oh, they have to be Scottish? There's no proof in this century that that is the case, you know. So There's a window of opportunity here for us to go and speak to Billich. He's not going to be unemployed forever. He was paid an absolute fortune, I'm sure, in his last job out mm-hmm. in the Middle East. So he's probably not scrambling around looking exactly. for employment. But similar to probably the way that Rogers used Celtic, I suppose, this could mm-hmm. be a really, really good uh, foot on the, the ladder for him to get back to working where I assume he would like to be yes, in the exactly. English Premier League. You know, exactly. if, if Billich takes Scotland to the Euros, his CV is golden. Mm-hmm. The first person to do it in over twenty years. Exactly. And I think I think he's astute, exciting, knowledgeable. Uh, I think he's a mot- a good motivator as well, man manager, and people seem to like him. Mm-hmm. It's a, a no brainer to at least speak to him I, for me. You have to. You have to at least try. Mm-hmm. If he says no, like you say, then fair enough. But mm-hmm. at least you tried. You have to interview the best candidates available, and for me, he is probably the standout with yeah. with Clark. Two different options, but I do think. I've, they would give they would give me a real belief that we can actually turn it around in time for the playoff because it is such a quick turnaround. Yeah. We need someone experienced enough to get in these players' heads straight away, 
get them playing the way he wants and that is agreed that can get us through the playoff. I wouldn't even look at the, at the tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, all, We've got these games to get the team right and then the playoff. And we need someone that can come in you know, and hit the ground running. That's why, for me, it has to be someone experienced. I think we'll, we'll speak about Scott Gemmell as well. For me, he has never managed a club. He's managed the under-17s and the under-21s. Yep. I just think this is too soon for him. I think it would be a massive risk. If he's further down your pecking order, we'll, we'll come to him. Derek McInnes, David Moyes, Jack Ross, Mackay as well. So who's number three? So it's Derek McInnes because I think... He has done a brilliant job at Aberdeen. I don't think anyone can really argue against that. You know, they finished second. I know they finished second, but you know, four times in a row, I think, given the budgets between them and Celtic, I think that's as good as he could do. Um, you ran Celtic close when Diallo was the manager. I think mm-hmm. it was eight or nine points. I could be mistaken, but mm-hmm. I think it was eight or nine points, mm-hmm. the gap yeah. at the end here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think he is a passionate guy as well. I like that. And I think he, he would build a strong team as well. He'd get his core of his team. Um, yeah, he's not my first choice or second choice, but I think I think he would do a good job, and he's experienced enough. He's earned his stripes a bit, and again, he's moving up. You know, he's maybe done all he can with Aberdeen. You know, maybe now it's time. I think he's been there long enough that now he's like, okay, I could do with a new challenge, manage the national team, take them to a major tournament. I think he could be enticed into doing it, um, and I think he would do a good job. The thing that would put me to align me to thinking I'm not sure about Derek McInnes taking the Scotland job is I don't think the SFA could afford him Mm -hmm. I have it on good authority that Derek McInnes earns over 15 grand a week as Aberdeen manager which is absolutely wild and I've double checked it with a few people and they've all said the same thing yeah Uh, he's paid much much more than any player and his salary would come to a good couple of hundred thousand more than Mm. what we were paying McLeish and he has he has what seems like eternal job security mm-hmm. at Aberdeen. He's turned down uh, West Brom. He decided not to go to Sunderland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the trouble with him as well. I think I think he is... He's maybe too young as well. I think he... I can see him going to England and managing, trying to manage his way up to the Premier League. I think that's his ultimate ambition. I think maybe manage Scotland further down the line. But I think he'll maybe feel like he's not making the most of all the work he's done with Aberdeen um, to get that move. He certainly earned a move to the English Championship, I mm-hmm. would say, um, and try and work his way up. So I, ca- I can't see McInnes happening, to be honest. He's been unlucky, though, McInnes. For example, if he he's come up against Celtic in three cup finals and one semi-final since Rodgers arrived mm-hmm. in Glasgow, and then obviously, well, Lennon was the manager for the one just a few weeks ago. If Celtic aren't at the peak of their powers as they have been Aberdeen probably win a trophy or two mm-hmm. and run Celtic a lot closer in the league mm-hmm. and therefore McInnes I think would his CV would just look more polished and would I reckon would be an automat- automatic candidate without even really thinking about it similar mm-hmm. to the way that Clark has at the moment mm-hmm. yeah no I'd agree I think he's done like I said he's done a really good job you know I, and I'd certainly would consider him. I would try and speak to him. We'll see what he says. If his demands are too high, then that's fine. You know, we have a budget. Um, you know, we're not made of money because yeah. we don't qualify for tournaments <laughs> at the moment. So, yeah, I th- for me, there's better out there. But certainly, if if we could afford him, then I would definitely consider him. 
you prefer him to Scott Gemmell, looking at your list? Yeah, I think Gemmell is... I understand that they're trying to maybe replicate the Southgate moving up from the under-21s to the senior team, but Southgate had managed at Middlesbrough before, admittedly not terrifically well, but he had experience at least of doing that, managing adults, you know, and then moving into the FA and then he was gradually brought up. I just think this is way too quick. I don't think Gemmell has the experience to handle the amount of media pressure, the amount of pressure from players, the amount of pressure from Premier League clubs. As we've seen, there's a lot of haggling with players about when they can play, etc. I don't feel like he has the clout and the pedigree to actually deal with all of that yet. You know, He's done an okay job with the under-21s and there are plenty of youngsters coming through but I don't feel like he has. He doesn't have the team that Southgate had when he had Harry Kane and Deli Ali and Sterling mm-hmm. to build a team around. We don't have that at the moment. I still think we need a manager that can get the best out of more average players. You know, these aren't world class yeah. players. I don't mean that with any disrespect. You know, we have good players. It's factual. Yeah, we have good players, but we need a manager that can mould them together and get them playing above themselves. And I don't believe that Gemmell is the man to do that at the moment. We need to remember as well, if we are going to try and copy the English blueprint, the players that they have or have had and still do coming through the under-21s mm-hmm. is crazy, the it's level of player. It's I frightening. Mean, Rashford has only just stepped up in the last few years. Jaden Sancho, who's mm-hmm. running wild in the Bundesliga. These are guys that would be, without a shadow of a doubt, the first names on our team sheet internationally mm-hmm. and our best players. Mm-hmm. And they have just broken into the English team at a very young age we we don't have that I'm trying to rack my brains here the Lewis Morgan maybe mm-hmm. the one that, that could still represent under 21s I think and has been in and around the first team mm-hmm. you look at people like uh, Gilmore for example mm-hmm. how long is it going to be before he's been able to make the step up he's going to be able to make the step up I think he's only eight, 17 or 18 isn't yeah, he yeah I think maybe 17 yeah. he's still and again but, but, he's but a brilliant have, prospect but we have hopes pinned on him we don't have a raft of Billy Gilmore's coming through is what I'm trying to say oh yeah that's it the English you look at the English under 21s they are all playing for Chelsea Arsenal Mm -hmm. Manchester United not obviously starting every game but they're in the they're in the senior team we don't have that level of player so for me we need as we said someone that can build more experienced players Mm -hmm. into a better team and I just don't feel that Gemmell has that experience yet I don't. I don't because if we are appointing Gemmell, it surely has to be, to be with a view to bringing players through from the twenty ones and nineteens mm-hmm. into the first team and mould mm-hmm. them. That seems like quite pie in the sky for me to be able to re- look forward and identify mm-hmm. our current crop of under twenty ones as the people who are going to take us to mm-hmm. a major tournament. I think that the current first team squad we have is better than the one that will be in. Yes. four or five years looking at the players that we've got coming yeah. through the 21s I totally agree I think the timing is wrong if if we had no one in the first team and we had to bring all the under 21s through get Gamal in brilliant he's worked with them all he knows which ones he can rely on and which ones he can but that is not the situation we're in we've got a year to get to this playoff this isn't the time to be bringing in a host of yeah. youngsters giving them 10 games and bedding them in we don't have that time so it just doesn't make sense to me to, to bring Gemmell in at the moment. I've never met Scott Gemmell, I don't know him at all. I get the impression that he's one of these coaches that's quite sciencey and very 
stat based, technical based kind of thing. Do you think that as well is what's needed for a Scotland team, or is it somebody like? Well, obviously, you prefer Clark. He's first on your list. Maybe somebody like mm-hmm. Clark Billage, Billage who can rouse the players and motivate them, yeah. rather than somebody who gets maybe bogged down in overcoaching. I don't think the majority of footballers get excited about stats. Um, and it, I think it's different at club level. You can maybe say, okay, I need to be progressing, you know, which whichever way, um, stamina, etc. But I think for a national team, you're coming in, you're playing your position, and you're part of a system. That's the biggest thing, you know. It's not going to be all about because they can't they can't keep tabs on them as easily when they're not, you know, they're not in the national base yeah. every week. So for me, that's the opposite of the kind of coach that we that we're really needing at the moment. So again. It's just for me, it doesn't it doesn't work. Okay. Now this next one, I think, is quite an unpopular choice uh, between a lot of the fans. I'm not overly opposed to him, but I know that David Moyes is the next one mm-hmm. on your list. Yeah, and for me, the the job that he did at Everton, he has proven that he's a good manager. Mm-hmm. You know, going into the Manchester United job, that was. It was almost impossible to follow yeah. Ferguson. You know, follow the best manager that arguably there's ever been, and he's built this system. The whole club system at Manchester mm-hmm. United was all about Fergie, and you saw how long it's taken them, how long it's taken them, and arguably they're still not actually behind. Miles, him. Are we, yeah. So, you know, I I don't hold that against him. You can understand why Moyes went. You know, what a, what a dream job. You know, yeah. for a, for a Scottish manager. Um, and so I certainly wouldn't hold that against him. He did excellently at Everton. My my trouble with him again is that he's not coming in from doing a good job somewhere and having the respect of the media, having the respect of the players. You know, he he is still it's gonna take him a long time to rebuild um after his last few clubs and I don't feel like him getting the national job reflects well on the country. Right, okay. It shouldn't be oh, this is your step back into management. You should be coming into that job because you've earned it, because you've done a brilliant job somewhere. That's my view. And I just don't think that David Moyes fits that um, mould. He does have the experience at least. You know, he has, a, he has years of experience in managing, which I do like in the fact that it's such a short turnaround to get this group together. I think, I think overall Moyes has had a really rough ride since he left Everton. It, as you said... Anybody who was offered that man new job would have taken it to challenge themselves and see what they could do. Didn't work out. I still think he was sacked too quickly, mm-hmm. but Agreed. that's by the yeah. by. Um, tried Sociedad. You don't really see many British coaches doing well abroad. That's a really tough environment. Mm-hmm. Sunderland didn't go well. We've all seen on that, Netflix what that was like to work there. Aye. Crazy. He went into West Ham and saved their season. I think it was at Billich he replaced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bill, was it? I think so. Aye. Yeah. He ended up taking West Ham to 12th or 13th, I think, and his contract ran out in May, wasn't renewed because they went for Pellegrini. So Moyes has been unemployed for just about a year. He will get another job, I reckon, at a championship team, maybe even a Premier League team, somebody like Cardiff or Burnley, something like that. But I, th- I do think that David Moyes is a good coach and a manager. I think he, Very lost, passionate he, as well. he lost a bit of... He seemed to lose a bit of respect maybe mm-hmm. from a lot of people from the way that it panned out he, he became almost some sort of comedy figure mm-hmm. for a wee while didn't he especially on social media mm-hmm. I think that 
he said he would be higher up my list anyway. I would have him ahead of McInnes and Scott Gemmel for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair. I do, I do, I really, I think the amount of experience that he has, that's what will filter down to the players in in a shorter space of time. So yeah, I I, I would certainly speak to him, see what ideas he has. Um, I'd be a bit worried. I'd like someone a bit more progressive in terms of tactics, um, and I'm not sure, given his age, what sort of system he would be looking to play and things like that. So, but again, that would come in the interview stage. You know, he'll he he would set out his view for how he would want the team to play, which players he would be using, utilizing. Um, so yeah, I'd definitely speak to him. I'm I'm glad that he's on the list. You know, at all on the the short list. He wouldn't he wouldn't be coming in. Say he was given the job, he wouldn't be coming into it off the back of this, but. Going back to your getting teams to play above themselves thing, Everton certainly managed yeah. that. I mean, qualified for the Champions League 100%. with them. So I, th- I think he is, well, that was a while ago now, what, mm-hmm. 28, 2008 or something. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's got, I would I would say, pedigree. He did he was did well at West Ham, Sunderland. It's a passion it case of a club tough, at that point. anybody. Yeah. Didn't work out abroad, can't blame him for trying that, and Man United... Who's going to realistically do well following Sir Alex oh, Ferguson? Exactly. You know, it's it's been a, a big turnaround for David Moyes since he left Everton because I I think if he didn't go to Man U, he would have been a man in demand for any mm-hmm. of the top clubs that needed a manager. Mm-hmm. So he was almost but, unlucky that the Manchester United job came up when it did. <laughs> you know, if he'd have gone, if he'd have been the person in after the one that followed Ferguson, mm-hmm. it was. You know, it's going into a job where you're then going to be immediately compared to yeah. the one of the most successful managers of all time. It's you know you're on a hide into nothing mm-hmm. there. So I mean, Fergie, Fergie was getting results against the, I think the team that beat Arsenal eight two. Mm. His midfield was something like Darren Gibson, uh, John O'Shea, G Sung Park, and Keenan Richardson or something mm-hmm. like that. It was it was ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, back to Moyes, I. I certainly think that, in my opinion, he's a better candidate than McInnes and Scott Gemmell and Malky Mackay too, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Clark and Bilic, as we've mentioned, are mm-hmm. probably the top two we're agreed on, on yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, but Moyes, certainly not uh, up your street. I'd certainly speak to him. I would need some convincing <laughs> that he's the right man or that he's a better candidate than the ones that we've spoken about. Are we in agreement that... Jack Ross shouldn't be the Scotland manager. Yeah, in a word. <laughs> yes, I think. Yeah, I th- and I'm not sure he would want it. I'm not sure it suits again, given his age. You know, he is actually doing a good job with Sunderland now. Um, so yeah, I, 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 given the the other candidates, but for the moment for the national team, I just don't see it. I'm not. I'm not sure Jack Ross can merit the job yet. Hmm. Did really well with Alloa. Did really well with St Mirren, and he's gone down there massive opportunity at Sunderland to get them back into the championship I think they're sitting in the playoffs just now fourth or third but I'm not sure how that warrants yeah, a Scotland job again as we've spoken you know, for me you need to earn it and you know just give him a few more years see what he does if he gets Sunderland up to the Premier League then <laughs> okay uh, he's probably not going to leave at that point but yeah I think there's there's too many other better candidates out there well, let's say well, that was short and not very sweet for <laughs> Jack Ross, wasn't it? But, uh, My apologies, Jack. 
Let's uh, discuss Malky Mackay because there's a very real possibility that he's going to be in charge for the Cyprus and Belgium matches with or without Scott Gemmell. Mm-hmm. How does that sit with you? I'm just not sure about Malky Mackay. There's, I know you shouldn't hold things against people, but when the the text sort of scandal came out in 2014, I know it was all sort of brushed aside as banter, and it was you know he apologised, but I still believe that some of those views are his. I just don't. Right. I, I don't know how fast you can suddenly change from being a set of views to another. I wasn't happy that he was even brought into the SFA at all given the fact that we're trying to promote women's football, we're trying to promote football for everyone, I think that flies in the face of that and for him to then be the national coach, all football matters aside, on a totally non-footballing ground I don't think he should be the Scotland national manager. No second chances? Oh, a hundred, I think he may well have changed, they may well not be his views, I would hope that they aren't his views anymore Um, but for me there's too much grey area there to be it is, it is a national figure you know, you represent the country for me he, that doesn't sit well with me that he would be the national coach um, that's just my personal view I think he has been a good coach in the past, I, I think we've spoken about it before that he he has a way with players which is probably why he was brought in by the SFA, he, he is very good with players and they did respond to him when he managed us against Holland yeah, um, I've heard that the players really, really liked him. Mm-hmm. And he, that, you know, he did a good job there. Made Tierney captain, which you know, I think Tierney's, you know, going forward is going to be a huge player for us. Um, I think, but for me, I don't think he deserves it over the other candidates that we've spoken about um, at all. Okay. What well, about yourself? What do you think? Okay. Um, I don't hold views as strong as yours on his past misdemeanors. I do think that although what was revealed um, in those messages is certainly bang out of order, I I don't think he really meant any harm or malice by it. I think he was just trying to have a laugh, which perspective and moral and all that is Mm -hmm. probably the wrong side of the line, Mm -hmm. especially when you're in the public's eye and... In a professional yeah, setting, yeah. Well, but for, for me, it's in any setting. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's got no place. He, he should know the. What I mean is, when you're that well known and stuff, you should know the risks that come Aye. with doing that sort of oh, thing. So, exactly. um, I, w- I, I wouldn't hold it against him if he was appointed manager. I wouldn't turn around and say no, it's unacceptable for somebody who's done this in the past because it was almost five years ago. I think he's been punished enough for it. I think. Mm. Um, if this was a few months ago or last year, it would probably still be a bit too much to appoint him as Scotland manager. But I think enough time has passed for him to move on. And he, he went through all the training and the modules, I think, didn't he, to reform his character or whatever. Um, he wouldn't be top of my list, certainly, and I don't want him to be appointed Scotland manager for probably a footballing sense. Um, I, would, I think the other candidates we've spoken about are better, at least three of them, Clark, Billich and Moyes, I would have in the door before him. Yeah. 100% aye. Yeah. It's uh, going to be an interesting week though um, I've looked at the bookies uh, rundown and the only one that's there that we've not spoken about is Strachan um, I don't really see that as a a goer at all I think it's a non-starter yeah. to be honest no. I yeah. think you'd split the Tartan army in half straight away 
um, you're going back to what hasn't worked before. You know, as we've as we've discussed, he did get us close, but we also didn't qualify for the easiest yeah. um, tournament that there was to qualify that everyone in the UK went to, apart from us. You know, that for me doesn't merit another chance. Um, and you look at his comments on Sky recently as well. I just, <laughs> I think let's just let's go with someone a little bit less. Uh, controversial and you know that's you know really merited it for their mm -hmm. their work in the last few years. That's what I would right. love to see. Well, we're in agreement then. I think that Steve Clark and or Slavin Bilic should be top of the the candidate yep. list for the SFA that is being compiled over the next couple of days. If reports in the newspapers are to be believed, so whenever anything changes, Ben will get back around the table and have a chat about mm -hmm. whoever's been appointed into him or otherwise, and we'll see how we feel ahead of Cyprus and Belgium. In the meantime, I'll keep working on trying to get some more guests on uh, to chat about their international careers. Uh, but that, in the meantime, thanks for listening to Hampton Roy. That was Ben Ramage with me and I've been Andy Barge. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.